It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip t-shirt, featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Crossrip. Yes, we are back. Well, we're always back. We're here every week. But anyway, this week on the show, we are going to be talking about Ghostbusters Crossing Over number one from IDW. We'll be talking about Ghostbusters The Void. They've got a couple new locations opening. We're also going to be talking about Ghostbusters World, uh, Playmobil, so much is on the show. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! Uh, I realized I, I spent a lot of time trying to EQ you on last week's episode and didn't do anything oh. to mine on accident, so it's like, you sound bright and clear even though it's it's skypey and then i'm like i forgot to eq damn it oh well we need an assistant we do we i need an assistant just in life uh hey go get me a sandwich go get me a coffee uh in the soviet union before it collapsed they had a whole thing because they were pure socialism i mean sure the percentage of Americans' heads are exploding now, but you'd, 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 you'd wander the streets and you'd find little old ladies with like the the twig brooms cleaning the sidewalk and all yeah. that, and that yeah. was that. That's what it was. If you didn't have a job, they were like, "Well, this is your patch. Keep it clean and your minimum." Like they had this concept of the um, I don't know how much they made, so it might not have been the minimum living wage, but there was that whole idea of. And it's been floated around other places too. Like, just what happens if? <laughs> yeah, we all we all do our best, and we all pay in as best we can. And those who can't, we just make sure that you know they don't fall off the edge. To which people instinctively go, "Well, that makes no sense." To which another half goes, "Yeah, but you know, then they're not off begging, or then they don't get depressed and turn to drugs, or right. blah, 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 right. and all this stuff." So <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking. Maybe that's where North America, that's where Canada and North America's at, is maybe we need a minimum living wage, and if you can't can't find any other work, you can you can come do assistant work on podcast <laughs> podcast assistant. That's yeah. that is kind of the equivalent of sweeping the streets with a little broom, twig broom. <laughs> Although, frankly, watching uh, roads and bridges, etc., around North America, like eh, maybe you know some sort of <laughs> infrastructure deal sure, thing might yeah. also I work. Mean, Who knows? Everybody <laughs> wants to be an Instagram star. Nobody wants to work on roads and be structural engineers. And I saw a video of a stretch of. Oh, I hope I don't get the state wrong. It doesn't matter. It's it's, it's one of the one of the states. Uh, I believe it was Georgia. But frankly, it probably could be a stretch of railroad in most any states these days. And they had that where the camera's kind of, you know, a foot off the ground, looking down the, the perspective of the of the of the train line. 
Uh, you know how rails should line up, and right? they are These not. In any way, shape, oh, or form. No. They warped, they bent, they moved. They like, literally, they just slowed to 10 you know, kilometers an hour and just sort of crawled through this bit. And you could still get through, because as long as they didn't lose the thing holding them in place, you know, so they didn't slide side to side, you know, the, the, the wheels wouldn't come off and you could keep Oh my god, how does, yeah. Yeah. how does that work? Yeah. Well, they, they're supposed to be replaced. Like, they only last us. There, there is actually, go on YouTube, you can look it up, it's wonderful. There's actually a, a, a train section that specifically is for moving along, pulling up the old stuff, literally shoveling away the gravel bed and all that, like replacing it, putting in new... I think the one I saw was to get rid of the old creosote soaked wood ties and mm. instead they were replacing it with concrete right but six and one have it as of another it would just go through pull out all the old stuff like it, it was it was like the practical version of the cartoon where uh, or uh, uh, Wallace and Gromit where <laughs> Gromit's building the track in front of him that's essentially <laughs> that's what this was moving. it was his old <laughs> old crappy track and it would just slowly crawl along rip up the old one in front of it and replace it with good new track by the time the old one passed by it was just Amazing. Huh. No, oh, to check that out. That's yeah. I d- nobody nobody cares for the locomotives anymore. We sure don't <laughs> love those to, steam trains. Welcome to infrastructure talk. <laughs> exactly. Your civic duty, I have jury duty. It's it's only fitting that uh, we're talking about civic duty. I got to go be a juror what? next week. Yeah. But wow. I always get called every once a year without fail. I am juror number something. Uh, <laughs> so it's fine. But what was it the the 50 Rock? Was it 50 Rock? Oh, yeah, on 30 Rock, where you dress up like Princess Leia. 30 Rock. Yeah. I don't think it's fair that I'd be chosen. Because I can read minds, or read (laughs) thoughts, I think she says. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to do that, but that's all right. Uh, Uh, Good news is we've got Ghostbusters stuff to talk about this week. Lots and lots of it. I mean, kind of a ridiculous uh, amount. Uh, I I, I wanted to pick your brain at the top of the show here, just for a second, if you'll indulge me for, for a brief moment. So you I, sure you don't want to talk about trains more? No, no, I think I'm good All on right. the train front. I'm facing a, a conundrum here and I feel like you can kind of be my, my voice of reason or at least my, my springboard to kind of figure out what I'm going to do here. So Ugh, I, you fool. <laughs> uh, so I, I was uh, recently able to acquire some screen used parts from oh, the, uh, yes. the answer the call I saw packs. you posted about this and yeah. and it's uh, it's awesome i mean it's it's literally the the full ef reader that's up in the top left corner and it's the little uh temperature gauge that's down in the lower left corner a couple of yeah. the straps uh one of the the uh like the center pieces that kind of goes uh in the middle of the synchrotron yep. that kind of thing Whole whole bunch of yep. stuff, really cool stuff uh, that they used, I guess, in the reshoots. When they did the reshoots here in LA, they built yeah. a couple extra packs in case they needed them, and they had a whole bunch of extra parts in case they needed them. And I was the benefactor of that. Great, yep. amazing. I still want to build a pack. So, is it acceptable to use their parts in a replica pack? Should those continue to exist on their own? Is it weird? Is it sort of? Um, is it blasphemous or or no. to, to take something that was no. built for the movie and put it into a replica? Stop talking. Do no, it. Do it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, do you have, do you know anything about the background about the part? Like why are these screen used, but they're loose? Like they're not part of a full pack. I guess you know? if I'm understanding correctly, and I, I only got maybe kind of the Cliff's Notes version of, of things, but so when they- That f- guy Cliff, he's the Cliff. Best. Cliff Clavin. Love that guy. Uh, but no, so when they, speaking of Cliff Clavin, in Boston, when they were shooting, uh, they built the packs, obviously, uh, out there. Uh, when they completed filming, I guess they teared down the packs, if, if I'm understanding correctly. They keep some of okay. them built together. I'm sure, like, the one that goes to the Sony archives that's on, right. like, when you go on the tour, or, like, Paul Feig probably kept one. That, that kind of thing. I'm sure they keep those packs. But then of the dozen or 20 packs, whatever they ended up building for the production, they tear those down and I'm guessing so that they can salvage them for some other show or, you know, maybe pull out the electronics so that you're getting rid of all the batteries, things that can leak and cause damage, uh, recycle things like a lot of the, the aluminum, uh, parts, uh, things, things like that, that I think they could have recycled or used elsewhere. Like the little chicken wire that goes around the synchrotron that's missing. Right. So that's, that stuff that can be used elsewhere or recycled. Um, so I'm guessing what they did is they tore those down, brought it all back to LA, decided they were going to reshoot some stuff here in LA. So they pulled all of those parts, cludged together a few packs, uh, and then tore those down again. So, well, it goes like this. A good example is Hollywood history is filled with lots of little stories of this was a thing that was used in a movie. It's in very bad sh- shape, usually neglect. In this case, obviously it was because they, you know, they did something to it. They just sure. weren't going to keep it and they, they kind of, kind of pulled it apart, but everything from cars to costumes to props, um, these things fell into disrepair and people found them and they they restored them for all intents and purposes. You're kind of in that area. You're, you're admittedly on the, on the, it's not like you have 80% of the pack and you're restoring it to a full hundred. You're more like you've got 20% of the pack, but essentially you're doing the same thing. Like it's, it's not like you rip these off of, you know, the, an existing pack or something. They, they, they were loose. That's how yeah. you were able to get your hands on them. And it's unlikely you'll be able to get the rest of the original parts. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. I mean the straps even alone, if, even if, uh, that's even if they, yeah, even if they weren't destroyed, like you said, like recycled or, or uh, tossed out or whatever, even if they weren't, what would it take to find those? So yeah, no, it's just a needle in a haystack really. I mean, it was just dumb yeah. luck that I was able to get these things. So, uh, so, so no, if you, it, it, it what it does is, I mean, it's not like if you were going to go around saying, oh, this is totally a screen use pack. No, but you're not no, going to do no, it. I you're going to be the guy that, that goes, be like, this is straps, my replica pack with some of these, these that these were stra- used. Yeah, these are original. Yeah. And people will be like, yeah, that's great, man. Um, and the second thing is, and you offered this up, and I'm sure this will this will happen and all that. You've, you'll take a ton of pictures. Oh, absolutely. You will, measure, yeah. you will measure it inside and out, all the stuff you have, and pass that on to the community. Done. There's there's yeah. no taboo. There's no verboten or anything like that. Okay. You've done everything you can. <sighs> You're making me feel better. All right. I, One I, last thing. One <laughs> last point. <laughs> okay. And two, you could theoretically, like, I don't know, put, put up a shadow box and just the straps or whatever and go, these are screen use straps. They were on a pack. That's ridiculous. It is so much cooler to show that stuff off as part of what it was originally supposed to be part of. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's kind of where this came from is, you know, when screen bids or whatever it was called did their auction and they were selling off 
bits and bobs off of packs and things like that. You know, collectors actually wanted those things or maybe people for the same reason that I'm having this conundrum here, they wanted those parts because they were building a pack and they're like, oh, fantastic. I can have this whole yeah. chunk that was pre-built by the guys that actually built the packs. So, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, it, it was one of those just like, waking up in a cold sweat visited by three ghosts in the middle of the night that's like it's hollywood history how dare you you know the guys that that pulled out of the dumpster the pieces of the death star trench you know and they've got those death star trench pieces and like i uh, I don't know We're, we're in a weird second era the original era was hollywood did not give a crap about its stuff Hollywood has lost so much stuff over the years because they just tossed it. The number of times I've heard, like you listen to, uh, Bob Burns. Oh yeah. On, uh, Dana Gould's podcast. Pulling everything out of the dumpster and saving it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he managed to save so much of Hollywood, uh, like Ed Woods, the, the, the UFOs from, uh, plan nine from outer space. Like those, those shouldn't be lost, but quite literally a guy was like, yeah, that stuff's going to get thrown out. Do you want it? And he picked it up and went, oh my God, this is the UFOs from, right. and this by the end Hollywood of it, history. people were calling him, people were calling him saying, yeah, we're emptying out the office. There's boxes of stuff. Did you want to come have a look? And he'd come have a look and, and, you know, basically run off with boxes of stuff because yeah. they did not care. Now, as he points out, it's a, not quite as bad because, uh, Hollywood goes, oh, there's a, a price tag attached to these and they turn around and sell it. And that's exactly the screen bids and all that. Right. Just everything. Right. They, everything has went. a price tag on it. The, the underwear everything that has this a, yeah. character wore in this scene that you never saw up for bids. Like what? <laughs> okay. But here's the, the, here's the thing. Hollywood did the Hollywood thing of there was, I'm sure perfectly good reasons for tearing some of these extra packs apart for whatever. Like we don't know, like it could have been a busted pack too. And they just went, ah, whatever. It's yeah, just like a non-hero pack or just something that they needed for the background or yeah. So what you bought is like, it's akin to like the places, like there's that UK prop uh, place where you can get like, um, uh, uh, from Ghostbusters to the Ghostbusters invoice sheets and oh, stuff like right. that. Like, yeah. yeah, they were made by the prop department for the film and all that. We never saw them in the movie, like nothing, but they were made for a purpose. They are attached to the thing. They do have a price. Like it's just, yeah. So, so, so what, at this point it's up to you what it, what it's supposed to mean. And as long as you're doing it, you know, from a good spot, which is, like if you said, I'm going to hide this away and nobody will ever look at it again. Well, that's worse than I have incorporated it into a replica pack. <laughs> and you'll never have it. And, yeah. And I'm, no, well, no, I'm, and I'm showing it off to everybody and I'm sharing all the specs and the measurements and I will take a photo of the straps if they want. I'll, you know, I'll do close-ups of the stitching. I'll do, you know, I'll do a, pay, a pencil trace. Yeah, that's, uh, I was going to try to do like a pattern, pattern like, or something because I know that they custom built these. Even though it's, you look exactly. at it and like, this doesn't look custom built. It has to have come from somewhere, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, I watched my mother sew some stuff and if you know what you're doing with a sewing machine, it, it oh, looks sure. like it and was. If they made <laughs> however many dozens of these uh, straps, yeah. I'm sure it's, it's pretty easy for them. But. See, that's the other thing too. Some are still existing on packs. They may not be out in the wild. They may one day be out in the wild owned by collectors, which means it's not like yours becomes worth less. It's just that yours were loose, not attached to a pack. The others are attached to the pack. Others loose may still come on the market too. So it, so what, you know, <laughs> so make, make the trick is, the trick is, is if you want to honor the movie or Hollywood or whatever, like just make it shine, whatever it is, 
make it shine. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, Just, that's it's only going to help me for, for my pack that I'm building because I wanted yeah. it to be completely accurate. So I was trying to get all of the stuff and accumulate yeah. the parts together. But, uh, you know, here here's another way to have it just be that much more screen accurate. Uh, yeah, well, look at, um, very apropos, as his movie comes out in a couple of weeks, uh, doesn't Mr. Ernie Klein yes. own uh, a screen use pack that was, what? Restored that, by Sean Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Mr. Brian Frears maybe as well. I think I they did. I think they had involved. to fix yeah. them, a couple of it, them up. Yeah. It was, but it was bust. And I, now did they do a replica for Ernie or did they, another screen used they one did, fixed up for nah, they did a replica for Ernie. That was one that they custom right, okay. built. Um, yeah. but, uh, but, yeah. but it was one of those things. There was an auction. Um, Ernie Hudson, I guess Ernie, we should say. Two Ernies uh, we're talking yeah, about er, now. Ernie yeah. Hudson, Ernie Klein. Mr. Klein, yeah. um, got his hands on, it wasn't a hero pack i don't think was it it was it was uh, it was a ghostbusters 2 pack something that was a, it was like a semi hero up, I, think. I think they called yeah. it or whatever the terminology yeah, was. it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a stunt or a foam one but it wasn't like the super pretty pretty but um you know screen used it has its place in history he and those guys helped him basically buff it up to hero quality level yeah now some people may say well you've now you know, dicked with what the original prop people made, but you and I have talked about this in previous podcasts. The prop people don't. <laughs> That's why the fan packs look so yeah. much more amazing. The prop guys just throw it in the, the dumpster at the end of a production. Yeah. If they, yeah. It was just a job. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like they're not proud of it and all that, but it is a, I think it goes back to that uh, point of what's his name? The, the, the Swedish guy or, uh, or whatever that, Helped uh, bring the cassette tape. Remember, I was telling you about the the, the documentary oh, that he was yeah, on, and yeah, people yeah. were like, "Yeah, aren't you proud of it?" And he's like, "Yeah, I guess." But we moved on to CDs after that. Like literally, he went to work yeah, on the next big care. thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. But eh, we, it had flaws. You know, it sold great, but we were already moved on to something else. Same thing with prop guys. They're like, ah, "That's great." They moved on to something else, um, and you can applaud them later on, saying that was great work, and they'll say thank you. But they're not going to hold. They're not yeah. gonna save this stuff. They're not going to hold on to it. They're not sentimental about it the same way we are. So, at the end of the day, Ernie has a pack that, again, you could put on display. It'd be beat up. It'd be kind. Of, see, this is the thing. Like, I, I guess there must be a point where it's gray enough that you have to do some real soul searching. But he got a pack that, if you would put it in a museum, it'd be kind of cool because you'd go, "Oh, cool! It's a Ghostbusters two screen news pack," and you're like, "Ah, it's kind of beat it up, broken, and." and- that bit's yeah. hanging off, and whereas it's not like he stripped it for parts or, you know, replaced stuff or whatever, they repaired, basically, yeah. is what they did to, and restored and if, it. if to the make restoration a- is correct, because that's the other thing, when you go to the Sony archives, they have a few packs that it looks like somebody tried to fix, or they made, yeah. for some other production, they, uh, like, retrofitted things to it, and it doesn't look the way it should, and you go, ooh, oh, God, yeah. that's why, why does that exist, but... I mean, remember we end up we get people in like the 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 hearse camp hates the Ghostbusters Ecto camp because we yeah. we keep running off with destroying all of these classic nineteen fifty nine caddies. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, at the end of the day, different things are worth you know different things to different people. Um, yeah. So man, don't even sweat it. Yeah, I mean, that's you're doing everything right. You're, you're telling me what, what I was thinking, but it just I had this sort of. Uh, Struggle with Stop my eating. conscience, I guess. Stop eating pizza before bedtime. <laughs> That's a big part of it too. It's 
Midnight munchies, man. What can I say? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just give and, you a bad dream. And like you said, what I'm going to do is, especially with these parts that not a lot of people, there is still some mystery behind. I'm going to photo them and do patterns and throw whatever reference yeah. I can on the GB fans and and make sure that everybody has it. So it's not, you know, I, yeah. I want everybody to uh, benefit from my dumb luck here. So in, in a weird way, it's yours. You bought it. You can burn it if you want. And well, I know there are some make, people that would enjoy me doing that too, which is both sad and also true. But, and but, people may grumble and stuff like that, but whatever, that's your call. You, however, are not doing that. You've bought it. You're sharing it with the community that's interested in it. And there is a part of the community that's very interested to know this stuff. Like the same way everybody who got their hands or got at, the, at a minimum, got a close up look at the older packs from the first two movies. Same thing. They shared it. You name yeah, it, right? help with like, that parts identification and the measurements and making everybody else yeah. is more accurate. And I don't, I mean, and I, for all of the criticisms people have of the movie, I still love the gear. Like I, even, yeah. even in crossing over, which we're about to talk about here in the news segment, like seeing Holtzman holding, uh, an answer the call PKE meter in one hand and an original, you know, Egon Spangler PKE meter in the other, <laughs> I, I, my heart did a little backflip. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. They look so cool right next to each other. All right, you know what? Let's stop talking about your neurosis and, and, All right. and move on to the comic. Yeah, then. let's do that then. All right, so let's let's hop into the news because uh, we will talk crossing over. We'll, we'll keep it broad. It just came out, and I want people to have a chance to read it so we won't get too spoilery uh, at the top of the show and uh, some other new stuff. Here we go. Hey, guys. Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Okay, so as we alluded to, Chris, uh, Ghostbusters crossing over the big mega event that IDW has been hyping up for eight parts starts now forever. It seems, even though it hasn't really been that long. But yes, issue number one hit this past week. Uh, I think because the annual was delayed and came out the week prior, it sort of yeah. it, it blindsided me. I was like, oh, that's right, crossing over comes out this week. That's oh my god. I. I don't care. Back-to-back Ghostbusters all the oh, time. No. Thank you. I mean, the only downside to crossing over number one coming out back-to-back with the annual is I suffered from the same fatigue that I had with the ongoing series, which was I was spoiled by the 50 pages of the annual. And then when we get into like page <laughs> 1920 of issue one, I'm like, oh, no, it's about to end. And sure enough, there yeah. it goes. Uh, but yeah, it seems, I mean, the reviews have been pretty over the moon. I saw IGN say something like more Ghostbusters equals more fun. And I'm like, IGN hates everything now. That's amazing. I can't believe that they love this. So what did you, did you get a chance to pick it up and read it yet, Chris? Yeah. Once I learned that, uh, my crippling, uh, exhaustion induced insomnia allows me to stay up until midnight at which point I can download the digital copy. Yeah. Use it to my advantage. Uh, I downloaded it first thing. Um, and I have to go back now because I'm not the kind of guy that reads the, the the credits, but then he posted today. So I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure his name must be in there. Sorry, oh, but, Mr. Uh, John Yurkeva? Yeah, yeah. Handsome John Yurkeva is, um, he, uh, yeah, he dipped his toe in there, got to do some flats for the, uh, yeah, for the colors. Yeah, that's, so. uh, I, I was super excited for him. He shared in confidence with he, me that he was working on it. And I was like, oh, he's that's so been, amazing. He's been wanting to work on this comic for so it's, long. It's his destiny. Like this, this, this yes. man was made to work on a Ghostbusters comic, much like Dan and Eric, you know, these, 
It's like it's in their blood. It's their <coughs> DNA. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, John, I don't think got an actual because he did flats. He did the color flats for the issue for Louis Delgado, yeah. and I don't think I whoever sure. does the I flats usually yeah. gets credit. But um, I'll have to go That's back. That's kind of like a colorist assistant thing. It's, yeah, it's they sort of do of, the it's prep, kind of a pre-pro or whatever the pre-press. I guess they call it in, in printing. Uh, kind of. I yeah. had to look it up. I wasn't quite sure what it was, and now I know. So I I consider myself an expert. Yeah, so. the the flat. It's almost like the <laughs> the inker. Yeah, tracer. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Inkers have a lot of work to do. <laughs> just referencing chasing Amy. Leave me alone. Um, I got it. But uh, yeah, so I, what's what's a newbie? You almost made me laugh. <laughs> oh, Kevin Smith, I'm so glad you're healing well. Anyway, uh, so yeah, anyway. so uh, crossing over number one, I I loved yep. it. Uh, like I said, I feel like it was too short. Um, spoiled by Dan's artwork as always. There's a beautiful shot of the ecto from the front and Dan as always spares no details. Uh, I, we're just every other comic that I read, I feel so spoiled because usually, and even in, uh, like the answer, the call comics, you see Corin Howell kind of, uh, cheat some corners and like, Oh, well the proton pack's just in profile. I'm just going to draw it as a square. And you know, the, <laughs> there's those little like <clears throat> yeah. workarounds that I know they're trying to work at a million miles a minute and trying to crank out pages. But, uh, Dan just always pours those little details in there. Uh, so well, he doesn't sleep. So that he doesn't fine. sleep. I, he must have an enormous reference database at this point too, where he can just pull up like front end, uh, ecto one. There we go. Great. Uh, just draw that and I'm good. But you know, you know, he has on his desk, he has, he has, uh, probably what the hot wheels. Yeah, he's elite. got the elite. He probably just turns that to the angle he needs. And then he's got like, and, the diamond toys. Uh, that he <laughs> yeah. Diamond toys for his or, life, uh, reference and got him, got himself the, the 12 inch Mattels or something like that. And he just moves it around to see the pack however he wants. Yeah. It's, uh, so, I mean, if you go, <laughs> if you, if you go through each page, as always, there's tiny details that, that Dan, uh, peppers throughout, but, um, so, you know, the artwork is fantastic. The story, uh, if you listen to our, our discussion of the annual last week, our spoiler filled discussion, Chris, you and I talked a lot about how, uh, we were curious how the relationship between two certain characters, uh, who will remain nameless in case you want to stay spoiler free, um, how that was going to yeah. progress. And sure enough, we get to see the catastrophic <laughs> results of those two characters getting together. <laughs> that was the downside of the back-to-back uh, week week after week was in the the, la- the annual ended with, we should do this thing. Yes, agreed. And then the first issue started with, we have finished the thing we agreed to do. <laughs> no ramp up, just go. Zero, no time wipe, <laughs> no montage, no speculation. Not, e- not even a one issue yeah. of, we're almost done. Nope. <laughs> They're hanging out in another dimension. Hey. And, and again, not, man, not, I, I want to get into spoilers, but I, I want to keep it safe for everybody. But not only did they finish what they were working on, but they finished the portable version of it too. I was like, how much time has passed when they've got, uh, well, anyway, you know, when you, when you throw, uh, safety protocols out the window things uh, i go guess fast. that's probably true yeah so um so <laughs> and they finally unleashed that fantastic holtzman line of uh what is it are you uh a woman yes and a doctor so i have or is it seven doctorates yeah two of them only are made two of which are made up yeah Yes. Uh, just I, wonderful. And, and again, those little details, there's these things in the back they're doing kind of like the peacock files that they've done in the past. Uh, yeah. Janine is writing up, uh, all of these things on all of the different ghostbusters. Uh, so there's some great sort of dossier information on, at least in this issue, it's the answer to the call ghostbusters. I'm sure next issue will be whatever, uh, 
Ghostbusters show up. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's jam packed full of, of goodness. Uh, again, I wish it was longer as always. But uh, I mean, just just <laughs> wonderful stuff. Uh, Peter is, is firing on all cylinders. There's actually some great Winston interactions in there, uh, like a little yeah. bit of tension between Kylie and Winston, which I don't want to tilt too much for people that haven't read it. But um, just inter- really interesting stuff. I can't wait to see where it goes. And knowing that they're already well into issue five, six, what did yes. we see Eric say that he had just finished writing at this point? Six, I want to say. I don't know. I'm not sure. They're they're almost done, so uh, they've got the momentum. I will say this: Did Mr. Tanaka explain to us who that woman was in uh, Peck's office? The photo, uh, the picture on the wall. I know. No. We've, she's back. She's back. Like again, Dan never, never, never skimps. He'll. <laughs> we haven't seen uh, Peck's office in. A year, maybe. But yeah, there she and is again. You're right. I think he did call us out, and now I feel terrible because now. I don't remember. I don't because I'm lazy I've, and tired. It's it's like uh, input output. It just in one ear and out the other <laughs> is what happens to me lately. But um, so yeah, so definitely pick it up. Uh, when you do pick it up and you've read it and you want a place to go chat about it, IDW has created a new Facebook group that is exclusively for IDW comics fans of Ghostbusters. Uh, they are calling it ghost heads United, which is a a cool idea. Um, it's, uh, cultivated. So it's one of those places where you have to agree to their terms of service, uh, to sign up and participate, which I actually, I like that as well. Everybody needs to play nice and understand that we're all in this to enjoy it. We're fans. We just want to chat and have fun. Uh, so check that out on, on Facebook. That's ghost heads United. I uh, just have to search. I think it's IDW ghost heads United. That makes it easier to spot, but, uh, sign, sign up for that. Um, and then real quick, let's do some IDW just circling back on the Chris Rial uh, news that we talked about last week. Uh, yeah. so there has been a little bit of passage of time. We have some clarification now from IDW and why Chris, who was the uh, chief creative officer, I believe, of IDW Comics, he abruptly left after 14 years. We discussed it pretty pretty at length last episode, so go check that out. But uh, just to come back to that, uh, Chris did speak up as to why he made this decision. We were foolish and we speculated as to why he was doing so, but we were actually right. He wants to focus on indie publishing and slowing his deadlines down. And he actually made a statement saying, I'm stepping aside to take a break, get off the never ending deadline train and see what new challenge makes the most sense as my next move. It might seem short at times, but 14 years is a long time to do anything. And I've certainly never done anything else in my life for this amount of time. So that's his very articulate way of saying exactly what we took an hour to probably say last week. 14 years is the exact same length of time that my, uh, I've, uh, since I started my uh, company, um, it's also the minimum, uh, time period. Uh, since I've last taken a vacation, so yes. Oh my! I'm with goodness. them on this one. Yeah, that's that's really, uh, 14 years without a vacation. Fellow fellow Chris solidarity on the. <laughs> well, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I took you know little Christmas trips home and uh, one week to Jamaica for my brother's uh, wedding and stuff like that. But no real nothing. I'm extensive. punching out. Yeah, and and for for other Chris's, uh, it's keeping keeping his well being in mind. I can imagine they've got what. 40, 50 titles at IDW at this point. Yeah. And he's probably got a hand in each one of them. And each one has it a deadline and different and personalities. And, and yeah. I'm yeah. sure when you're used to, you signed up to be an indie publisher and now you've got 
this huge, massive work on top of your desk, uh, it's, it's gotta be pretty overwhelming. And, and I'm sure you get claustrophobic at some point too. So I, I understand it. Average human lifespan is what? 70 years on average. It's like you put in 14, uh, and let's see, you know, the first 20 are kind of wasted because you're a kid for most of it. So you do the math. It's like you put your 14 years in. Nobody, nobody can grow no, that shit. That's, that's that. like go, a quarter to a fifth of your life there. That's a huge <laughs> that's chunk, like, man. So, uh, And if he's listening, don't be depressed by that. That's no, you did good work. No, not at all. I mean, that's that's the takeaway that I had from last week's episode is it, I don't see it affecting Ghostbusters. And yes, there are. Pour one out for Toys R Us. The times are changing. Uh, yes, Ooh. there are uh, winds of change, and I know that publishing and and especially comics are are changing quite a bit. But I I think the Ghostbusters comics are doing well enough that it's not going to affect at least our little oasis that we have here for the time yeah. being. So I would like to point out that it, since we last recorded, uh, Mr. Eric Burnham did a little, you know, just for my own curiosity, Twitter poll of. What were people more interested in? Uh, what did he have it as weekly or daily web content or? Um, oh, how, how quickly do you want to consume content basically? Yeah. You know, or the, uh, you know, a couple of time trade paperback. They had, he was basically trying to get a temperature on whether people were more interested in the little bits faster versus big chunk less often. How, did you see uh, the result of that? I'm curious. No, I want to be no. surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, yeah, I'd be curious to see how that shakes out because I do feel with the tension spans waning, uh, people scrolling through their Twitter and Instagram accounts at rapid paces and okay, consumed, yeah. consumed, consumed, done, done, done. The, like the, the trouble is, is yeah, it's two different, it's two different eras. If you ask anybody under, I don't know, 25, they'd probably lean towards the, the quick and dirty model. There's a lot of really great comic book artists um what's the one i'm reading now wildlife w-i-l-e and it's about a guy that you know punches it out of his relationship and goes to live in a small town and the house is occupied by a ghost and the you know kid at the house next door is a werewolf and <laughs> there are right. witches and Just i mean ordinary american I, story really yeah and it's great and he or she oh shoot i can't remember now who does it um they put up a new page two or three times a week. Oh, but it's a page um, at a time, basically, though. Yeah. And um, uh, Warren Ellis, was it? I think it was Warren Ellis, did the same thing quite a while ago on the, um, what the heck of the Freak Angels, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember reading about that, that, but I never kept up with it. That's pushing... That's pushing 10 years now. Like yeah. that, that thing started quite a while ago. They did the, um, you know, here's volume one and it came out a page a week. And then when it was all said and done, they did a Kickstarter. And then I think there's now a standing publisher for it. They bundled it all up. So uh, frankly, at the end of the day, it may be the best. It may be both, right? Like if you want to see it as it comes along individually, great, here it is. And then at the end of it all, if you just want to buy the whole thing and consume in a chunk, yeah, great. Th- you can do that too. I mean, I'm, I'm, but, I'm uh, directly guilty of that. Cause I love, I love getting the, the digital versions because I want to read it. I want to read it right now. C- crossing over number one. I wanted to read it tonight before we recorded and 
I don't have time to get to the comic shop, sadly. Uh, so I want to do it. Well, but- well, that's <laughs> that's the other thing they have to take into account. There's a certain percentage of us that will stupidly buy both the digital copy because we can't wait and the physical copy. Well, yeah, because, and then I'll go pick you know, it up or or when they do their big omnibus, uh, you know, mass hysteria, interdimensional cross rip uh, hardcovers, you, you damn sure that I'm going to buy those because those are amazing. So I end up buying it three times, essentially. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I know I'm, I'm in the minority there. I'm, I'm sure it's like the people that bought the last Jedi today on digital, but they're also going to buy the Blu-ray next week. Well, I'm going to wait for the Blu-ray. I didn't need to buy it and pick it up another yeah. week later, but we all, it's getting to the point where it's just whatever suits us. The option is there. Right. And we all have a different flavor of, uh, what, what we like sort of thing. Um, uh, say, Interesting words, and I'm going through Eric's uh, Twitter feed here to see, <laughs> oh, to see if you can find the. Well, so uh, yeah. do you want to? If while you find that, I'll start talking about Ghostbusters World because that's also the hot do hot it. news item of the week. Uh, so Ghostbusters yeah. World, the mobile game that was announced uh, two three weeks ago at this point, uh, they have been hitting all of the conferences. There have been developers conferences, game conferences. Uh, Google Maps was showing off as part of their new API, uh, a new clip of Ghostbusters World, and so we were able to enjoy that. It's yep. a good sneak preview. It's very short. It's a very uh, brief glimpse of what we're going to be seeing, but it's also a really good idea of how the gameplay is going to occur. So, you know, you see a digital avatar walking on a map. Obviously, that's why the Google Maps API is involved. Uh, you see the real-world equivalent of that in the augmented reality uh, you get to see, I'm sure you get to customize that digital avatar of you that's walking around uh, this planet of earth. And I'm sure that that's going to be where, you know, your incentives are. You can buy new costumes, yep. you can buy new gear, you can customize your character. Uh, that, that sort of probably goes without saying is my guess, but, uh, just another little tease. I'm really hyped for it. I'm sure we're going to see a whole lot more over the coming months, but every little bit that they give us. It's. I, I still see comments from time to time. It's like, well, it's just a paranormal blast. It's just a revamped, uh, restored version of paranormal blast. Why don't you do that to the 2007 game? Well, I, I it's a different thing, for one. Yeah. I wish they New would. Games do are not that. magic. Yeah, <laughs> I wish they would do an HD restoration of of Ghostbusters the video game because it's a fun game. But uh, this is totally different. But I don't know. I I think you know. I, in a cynical world, I look at that and I'm not too cynical about it. And I'm like, that looks like fun. I, I think I would, I'll have that. I'll download that. I'll play that occasionally. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it's still just kind of a, this was a very simple demonstration of overlaying a personalized character into the, uh, the Google Maps API. I, before I saw that one, I went looking to try and find, uh, a postable YouTube copy of it and found that Google had also put out a sampling of the API being used in games in general. Like it wasn't for a particular game, but they were showing off. Is that where this, the Super Mario Kart thing was that <coughs> you posted? Or is no, that something else? That was, that was something different. That was, uh, I mean, it's technically, yeah, the Google Maps API. But what this one was is the API uh, is not just the real world maps, but it's all that building 3D right. building data yeah. that's in there as well. And then they made it so that you could um, skin it. So you could wander your, the example they had was you could wander your city, but in the, the, 
the the map on the phone, everything's been overlaid to look medieval. Or you could pull out, <laughs> you know, in an empty lot, you could put in a new building that was something special or what have you. So what we got was, yeah, this this quick sample of um, shot of Times Square, and that was that was real Times Square. But they did it so that when they moved into the API, which was simple road and box it was very tron-esque it yeah was, all the geometry it was, yeah it was just yeah just the basic geometry so that you'd look at it and go oh right okay character walking in Times square get it right it, i'm sure it'll be much more different um uh i think it'll be a, a a missed opportunity if it you know doesn't play to the real world buildings but what they overlay over it is maybe little ghost models yeah, and I mean, stuff it, it like could, that. It could be very <clears throat> early going too, because yeah. they did, they showed a Slimer model as the ghost again, and we've, we've seen the Slimer model too. So it could just yeah. be part of their prototype or build or whatever. Just, yeah. And then, and then they showed a bit where you, <laughs> they can, again, it's very demo-y because they, they used a shot that's not Google Maps API. It was, it was, you know, drone footage or whatever, Times Square, and then had rough angle, uh, in the API, which was the very stripped down geometry, but with the Ghostbuster walking around. And they showed that for a bit. And then they showed a person walking with the phone up showing the real world, which was just sidewalk. And then they did a little, like a, a lightning flash jump cut so they could put back in the, the test uh, footage they showed of fighting Slimer. Right. So they just wanted to sell you on this idea of obviously Pokemon go-esque, you wander around, you look at your phone, you see the map of the city you're wandering around and your character's there wandering around. And then when something pops up, you move out of that map into the move your phone right. around, which is, yeah. you know, a PK meter or whatever. You look through the camera until you find the monster, uh, the ghost or the monster or whatever, and then and then you fight it. Ta-da! Yeah, I feel like that's... Which is... I, yeah. I, I can hear the advertising or whoever the creative people were that were involved in that, the vendor that had to create that. They're like, well, this is a game about discovery, and you want to you wanna be in the moment and, and walking around, and then, oh my god, you, tr- you turn the corner and there's a ghost, and there's that whole moment of exploration and discovery that they're really trying to, to sell here. And, yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're just, you're walking just in between from work to home or whatever. And there just happens to be a ghost. Oh, great. Yeah. This is just a simple taste and everybody's very excited, which is very good for them. Cause it means that it can only get more fun from here. If people are that attracted to the idea of, you know, a, a personalized ghostbuster wandering around your own city, and then you fight a ghost in a, you know, alt- augmented reality window on your phone, well, it's only going to get cooler because I can imagine that, you know, you and I talked about all the different options that right. possibly they could do. And now looking at this Google Map API, it's quite possible that they'll do things like you zoom out on the, the map and you'll see a, you know, a 55 Central Park West-esque cloud over a building in your city <laughs> that you and not only you, but anybody else playing the game right. can see, at which point right. everybody just walks in that direction and then you end up fighting together. Yeah, right? yeah. It's going to be awesome, That's, right? Like yeah. I really want Oh God. I mean, that just reminded me and I can't remember, shoot, I wish I could remember where I saw it now. If it was on <coughs> Ghost Core's Facebook or the Ghostbusters World Facebook, somebody of, of an official capacity was very teasingly talking about what you and I had discussed when the game was first announced that- well, yeah, you can see other people's digital avatars and boy, you know, when things get a little tough, you might need some help. I, I forget, yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but like they they did sort of insinuate that there will be some co-op play where you will look around and you'll see your friends around you uh, busting whatever the giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or Gozer or whatever it happens to be. Uh, that 
that to me is going to make this worth playing alone where all of all of us ghost heads us nerds are uh you know clumped together like kids playing soccer bunch ball running around <laughs> busting yeah. all these ghosts that, that sounds like so much fun so i'm in uh, and i mean i'm in until i play it and then i'll i'll tell you if i still like it but i'm i'm in i'm in for now um all right what else do we have on here oh oh did you uh see eric's results did you yeah he had daily or eight page weekly in digital format or full graphic novel what did he put it uh, hang on a sec here i had like it in trade paperback form uh he just had it as full ogns okay so original graphic, graphic novels, novels less yeah uh, which would mean what a couple times a year or something like that. Uh, it was only a sampling of 31 people, but it was uh, uh, 70, 75% for full graphic novels. Interesting. And 20, 25%. I'm actually rounding. It's 20, 74 and 26, but you know, you get it. You get what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, from a small um, sampling, if it was only 30 people too, but even, even that's pretty telling that from those 30 people, yeah. that that's where the preferences lie. Although he did say, I left both off the poll on purpose. And it's like, well, in the end, <laughs> I think that's probably where it's going to land, though. So, God, that's true. Yeah, it well. probably will. It will be both, at least for a little while longer. And then when things change again, uh, I don't know. It's going to be like music. I think it's going to be uh, people will get an album on day and date release on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And then yeah. when you want the vinyl copy of it, that's what you'll end up paying the the huge amount for. I don't know. Yeah, and, I hope it, I hope or, that's the way it goes. I don't know. Yeah, or well, what it, what it'll take is people are going to have to test the waters. They'll pay attention to numbers. A formula will emerge, and they'll work off of that. And yeah. probably what we'll end up is is content there, fast and digital. Uh, you know, some monetization of it there. Great, and then there'll be this. You know. Similar to the way IDW does like those Marvel special ones we talked about before. Right. They can't be making a lot of those. Like that is probably a low, a low number compared to like DC pumps out. Well, and they're selling them at such a high price point, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? They, but this is what they go. Low print run, but it's more expensive and it's a fancier book. Like IDW is already probably working with the formula because look how well the, the hardcover collections have done right like sorry uh containment unit and are you there did you fall Hello? i'm here I'm, I'm playing with my playmobile toys and i dropped them sorry oh yes <laughs> fancy man anyway we'll get there but yeah, yeah sorry anyhow please continue no that was it oh that was it eric, all right sorry i, I distracted you i derailed you completely here uh no that's not hard to do frankly so <laughs> i wouldn't worry about it too much no. who now what? Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm play. So Playmobil. I'm sure I, there has to be one on the way to you because it's it's the whole Canadian thing. I, I think I get it, and then you end up getting one. But uh, Playmobil mm, was kind enough to meh. send us uh, toys again. RGB. 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 Yeah. So I was I was playing. I've got the uh, Ray uh, mission pack that he kind of comes with the Akira motorcycle uh, looking uh, vehicle, which right. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty. I mean, it's the whole thing is clever. I'm. It makes me wish that I had these back in eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight. Like, yeah. Uh, because it's. It, I mean, it just. It feels like it's something that Kenner could have put out. It's one of those things that could have just been off screen in one of the real Ghostbusters episodes, and 
I'm like, oh, that's so like the the proton pack mounts onto the back of the bike so that it kind of looks like a little cannon uh, off to the you know aimed off to the back, which actually doesn't make sense because it looks like it would hit Ray in the back. Maybe that's not right. <laughs> Maybe I need to move that around. Um, anyway, but yeah, uh, Playmobil's real Ghostbusters toys coming in April. Uh, thank you to our Playmobil friends for sending us uh, sample copies. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, put some photos up. We won't do an unboxing again. I. I know. It was like, oh, I listened to you play with toys for an hour. I'm like, well, fine. I I played with (laughs) toys for an hour. I'm sorry that you listened to it. (laughs) How much did you pay for that episode? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Did somebody actually complain? Would you like your money back? There was one person. There's always one person. There's always one person. But, uh, yeah, these mission packs are great. They're like the little mini rigs. Uh, This particular one reminds me of Mask. Like, you, it's got the little wings. Like, the doors turn into wings, and (sighs) it's pretty awesome. But uh, I uh, was at there's a local company called the Granville Island Toy Company. They're another big distributor of Playmobil in the the greater Vancouver area. Yeah, they were selling the Ghostbusters two for ten bucks each. Oh, you're kidding! That's actually Canadian, a great deal. So, which is like I don't know, eight bucks, seven seventy five. That's a really uh, great American. deal for those. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and that's not a markdown or a sale or anything. They just, they bought in a whole bunch and that was their price point and that's what they're selling them at. So, wow. uh, get them while you, there's no excuse. Get them. Oh, yeah, do it. I mean, they're, they're pretty far. I, I, and even if you, uh, if you sadly no longer have a Toys R Us around you to pick them up at, uh, it seems like the small mom and pop shops are actually carrying the Ghostbuster stuff. So, uh, support, support those local businesses, uh, yeah. since now they're one of the only options you have anyway, uh, which is not a bad thing, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sad to see Toys R Us go. Where am I going to find my inexplicable Russian labeled, uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> dolls now? That's really true. You got some really <laughs> funny stuff up there, but... <laughs> yes, that might have been an indication that the end was near, that they were getting strange boxes yeah, instead of toys of, dumped uh, on them. Instead of the usual Canadian where it's uh, f- f- uh, French, Spanish, English, right? That's your like tri-language uh, go-to. You were getting Russian translation. Uh. Well, you know, I, uh, not, not to diminish anybody's uh, language, but not Spanish. Oh, not Spanish. Canada bilingual it's it's french and 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 not that stuff doesn't occasionally have spanish on it and stuff like that but i feel like maybe by it was, law it's by just the two <laughs> no i'm not kidding it's by law by law yeah it's just the two but i thought spanish well i guess i'm thinking of the star wars toys that were like the tri-language maybe that's where it's coming from but that's true it, it's not impossible but a lot of stuff actually we yeah we live in this weird world where um stuff the same uh discs on blu-ray and all that get printed up uh, in Chinese factories uh, that go to the U.S. market, it's just that the the pallets of them that get dropped into Canada end up in a factory that uh, quickly has printed out the f- French slash English version, right. or maybe sometimes just the French, uh, just a paper insert that they throw on back of the thing. They don't even insert it inside the case or inside the box or under the the clear plastic cover or whatever. They just put it on the back <laughs> and shrink wrap it. And, and I've seen stuff that is the disc is in its box. It is shrink wrapped. They don't undo that shrink wrap. They slap another piece of paper on top, on top that looks like it. the label and then shrink wrap it again. I've had to uh, like unwrap <sighs> something twice. Because by law, it's got to go with the Whatever French works. stuff. But it's got to have the French but on it. But it's very, 
very lax about how, how you how you fulfill that. Uh, or there's an insert in there with the translation or something. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, check but, uh, check out those uh, check out those Playmobil figures. Those are again, we're being spoiled by a whole bunch of stuff, and Playmobil is at the forefront of it. They're just spoiling us left and right. Uh, also spoiling us, Diamond Select. Uh, because mm. uh, we we did talk a lot about the Toy Fair stuff. Uh, they have started really doing their full court press with their advertising for all of the Ghostbusters 2 stuff, the real Ghostbusters figures that they showed off. And uh, they just, as we're recording this today, uh, released a stop motion recreation of the Zool Temple rooftop sequence from the original film, completely recreated with Diamond Select toys. And it's it's pretty good. It's really fun. Did you see that yet, Chris? No, I have not. Oh my god! It's uh, so it's uh, it's a it's a little bit. It's one step above Robot Chicken. Like they've they've really like they're using the toys as the stop motion figures, but they're they're also they've got sculpts for the faces so that they have lip movements to the dialogue and things like that. And um, it just I mean, you see at one point. Gozer is walking over to pet one of the terror dogs while Ray is walking up the stairs and it's the exact same shot. And then they do the over the shoulder, like it's a shot for shot recreation. So you do the over the shoulder of Ray looking at Peter as, as Gozer says, are you a God? And you see Peter in the background, you know, lift up his fist, you know, you got this, don't worry about this, but it's the, it's the action figures. (laughs) It's so good. I guess I haven't seen this guy does ones for the Marvel figures too, like the Marvel select figures or something. I I haven't seen them, but I I do want to go seek them out now. It's, it's pretty impressive. Mm, Um, yeah, check, check it out. Uh, but so anyway, yeah, again, spoiled with lots of toys. It's sad to be talking about toys or us going out of business when we have all of these toys that are coming our way. And (sighs) I just, I want to go, I want to go into that store. I want to go into the the warehouse from Raiders of the Lost Ark and that's nothing but wall-to-wall toys and that's just not going to happen anymore. But that's okay. Yeah, I think those <sighs> those days are over. Days are over. But that but that said, that's just the 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 monster couldn't hold. No, and we've I seen know. that with like chapters and they, they they all blew up and then either had to wobble back to a stable position or just keeled over. And if you look around, see this, the thing is, is like, so I'm sitting here, I can walk down to that tiny little village one. They have Playmobil. Great. Um, there's Mastermind Toys, which is, uh, it's a larger, it's a, usually in a standalone. They have two or three in the lower mainland. It's not oh, really? a Toys R Us, so, but, but it's, it is a small chain. chain. Though. Yeah. Uh, heavy on the, uh, uh, what, I guess what you you know, focus on books and more educational things, but they do have the big Lego section, the big Playmobil section, all that sort of, it's just, that's how it corrects. It's not like toys go away. It's just internet will sell a chunk of it and the local, because some people do want to go pick up at a store. It's more like having your local comic shop. You just, uh, smaller, the local shops. You go in and you ask them, I, can you get me such and such? And they'll say, yes, we can. And I'll bring it in. And, yeah, and, and in fairness, the the nostalgic uh, visit to Toys R Us that I always used to have, you'd walk and there was just like the endless rows. You'd go to the action figure aisle and it was one row from the front of the store to the back of the store. And it was, yeah, you know, G.I. G. Joe, Ghostbusters, Batman, uh, just as far as the eye could see. 
And then they reorganized the stores and they got rid of those really long aisles and it was totally different. And that experience was different to begin with, but yeah, but yeah. you may still be able to experience it just when you come up here, because that's the thing that has not been clarified yet. Canada is not swimming in Toys R Us, uh, oh. but there are a few of them around and everything we just heard, it was 600 us stores. So will the Canadian down, stores continue that's to operate? A, hmm. That's a, a, that's a different company animal like it's it's sort of like um you know a and w started in the states you'd be hard pressed to find an a and w in the states but they're everywhere, they're everywhere in canada that's a good point because it it withered and died in the states but it's a you know a thriving brand here in canada so who knows yeah and there is i mean they are leaving the door open it sounds like they're leaving some cards on the table if somebody wants to purchase them and acquire them. So there is a chance that another company swoops in like an Amazon who bought Whole Foods and all these other corporations that they'll come in and say, yeah, we'll buy Toys R Us. We're still going to close 400 of your stores, but we'll keep 100 flagship stores open and do something like that. Or or it may be like we said, somebody buys the brand just to slap it on the the better uh, internet portal sort of thing, right? True. Just yeah. Go online. Some other online buy vendor you... buys it. Yeah. But, <laughs> or maybe Amazon just buys it and all their toy part, <laughs> all their toy uh, categories now fall under this new Toys R Us banner or something like that. <laughs> That's true. Visit the <laughs> Amazon Toys R Us uh, website, but yeah. So uh, anyway, rest in peace. I, I get into conversations where people are like, you know, what what's the game industry like, and or you know, what's this industry like, or what's the comic it, it, it answer right at, right now? Mm. Oh, I could <laughs> yeah. not tell you. Even the movie industry, Every, I could not tell you it's, exactly. What's the film industry? You know, how does it work? Uh, uh, it's all <laughs> Marvel and Star Wars tentpoles at this point. Like that's all there really is. I don't know what to tell you, and I'm not. Netflix. I'm not complaining about that, but yeah. Netflix is funding 700 new projects. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Which I ended up. I chopped off of the top of our discussion last week because we we talked for like a half hour. Like I don't know where Netflix gets its money, and I was like, oh, we're not talking about anything related to Ghostbusters. I'll chop that off, but. So anyway, uh, all right. So one one more Moving news on. item here. Moving on. Uh, the Void virtual reality. Uh, this I missed. This happened in December, and I I swear we reported on it. And I went back to our back episodes, and I went back to all of our old uh, rundowns, and I was like, I how did we miss this? How especially when it was re- announced so long ago? Uh, did I not see this? But. I guess the good news is we didn't see it and we didn't report on it in December. So now we can talk about it completely grand opening right now. Uh, Two new satellite locations of the void in Glendale, California, and in Las Vegas, Nevada. The the city of sin, the Las Vegas Strip, is getting its own void virtual arcade, Uh, as well as Glendale, California, suburb of Los Angeles. Uh, the great news about both of these locations is they are not on Disneyland or Disney World property, so um, I think it stands to reason that they will probably receive the Ghostbusters attraction. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to be able to not have to fly to New York or Toronto and be able to uh, to check that out. I'm also excited. Maybe next time you're down here, we can uh, go hit up yeah. the Void and and do that. So. Uh, the, the one here in Glendale, I'm not sure, uh, Las Vegas, I'm not sure if it's open quite yet, but the one in Glendale opens this week as you listen to this and it will not have the Ghostbusters attraction, at least right off the bat. But I do hear rumors that it is in process. Uh, you can go do the star Wars, uh, whatever that experience is still, uh, at the Glendale location, but we'll, we'll keep you posted when the, when, and if the Ghostbusters, uh, 
dimension opens up. But I, I think it's it's a pretty safe assumption that it will be because they've got it. Like we talked about before, they've got the technology, they've got all of the sets that they've pre-built. It's mm-hmm. it's an easy no-brainer. They can have two experiences. They get you for two uh, ticket prices on one visit. It's, it's It stands to reason that they have to do that. So uh, we will we'll keep you guys posted. I swear we won't wait uh, f- three or four months until we report it, but we'll tell you when it happens. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters! Interdimensional CrossFit! On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just wanna get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, Chris, it's a lean, mean, 60-minute episode. Oh, I never thought I'd see the day again. We're <laughs> we're being really, like, this is good. We're being really efficient. We're being succinct. Or I'm not being succinct. I, I don't even know if I'm speaking words at this point. I'm so delirious. No. But, uh, and I know you are as well. You are actually, so before you get into your final thoughts, uh, you are, uh, we're going to take some time off. Uh, you mentioned at the top of the show you haven't had a vacation in 14 years, uh, so it's it's good that you are taking a little bit of a holiday. So uh, yeah. you guys are going to be stuck with me and me alone for a couple of weeks, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have some fun. Don't don't you worry. We've got some fun episodes planned while Chris yeah, is gone. But uh, yeah, but yeah, this is this is like goodbye for a couple of weeks, Chris. This is kind of crazy. Uh, what am I going to do without Never. you, man? Never say goodbye. <laughs> In no. case my plane goes down, then no. you'll feel really oh God, bad. Oh, God, feel awful. This is not good. This is... <laughs> especially since you're not coming back till April Fool's Day. Um, Let's go with Auf Wiedersehen. Let's uh, just goodbye in German. <laughs> um, That's worse. You're not helping. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> you don't know what you're trying to do, <laughs> do you? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'm hoping... Besides taking a break uh, to uh, cross paths with the uh, Ghostbusters Italia there, some portion yeah. of them. Um, yeah. It's, In uh, my head, it's ju- this is just National Lampoon's European vacation. Like, you and your family are wearing the berets. Uh, you know, you're... <laughs> yeah. Well, you're like no, it's nothing like that. No. As you like put the beret down, like, I couldn't. I could not even muster up the energy to yes, Angie on that one. That's okay. Um, I have to reach out to to Max there and uh, see. He, I mentioned it a couple weeks back to him, and he was kind of excited. But the trick is, is I'm only in Rome, which is the area in and about where he's at. Uh, him and his crew for like three days, mm. and then I head uh, up to the middle bits where I'm going to sit in the countryside and just relax. Um, so, uh, and the Sounds trouble nice. is, is I arrive. Sounds really nice. Yeah, it's, 
Yeah, the trick is the three days that I'm in Rome are weekdays, and I, I you know, everybody's got life and a job and that sort of thing. And, mm. Well, hopefully you're able to cross paths at least um, with the international outreach that we've had here on the podcast. Hopefully, at least GB Max. Like, so hopefully you can at least grab yeah. a coffee with that guy or uh, yeah, a delicious or, bottle uh, of wine or something. You know, with three with three days, I was kind of hoping that at least I could just tell them I don't pick an evening like a later evening not too late like i know everybody's got to work the next day but let's just go get a drink and a late meal or something <laughs> you know after i tuck uh you know thomas into bed uh, with mom or whatever and then i'll wander out to yeah can uh, wander I cut out to, to you the night and, at an italian bar at four o'clock in the morning doing uh <laughs> shots of lemoncello and uh <laughs> grappa yeah. just like endless well, amounts of grappa and you're done uh, yeah, I come from good Scotch, uh, <laughs> Scotch stock there. It, it take a bit to, right. to ruin me on Grappa, I'm sure. But uh, well, uh, or so maybe not. Maybe <laughs> this is the last you hear of me. <laughs> uh, back to Alfita Zane, I guess. Uh, but no, so uh, you know, you since we're not going to hear from you for a couple weeks, I don't want to put any pressure on these final thoughts. Yeah. But this is like. You got you got to leave people hanging. You got to like bring people back here in in April to get more Chris Stewart goodness. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, uh, I uh, <laughs> oh god, I, I was actually leave it at that. Like uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody, see you next week. Uh, um, I uh, just before I uh, headed home today, I was uh, waiting. Waiting for an email. I had done everything else at the office. I refused to try to, you know, figure out something else to do for 15 minutes. So, I pulled out yet again my uh, my my digital uh, Blu-ray rip. I I admit. See, the thing is, is uh, you know, Sony can come after me all they want for uh, the technical copyright infringement of having ripped copies of Ghostbusters. It's like, but if they'd like to see the shelf in my basement <laughs> where I've purchased this movie uh, right. 30 times, uh, <laughs> it's just handy for me to have a digital copy, uh, you know, on my computer and all that. I fired it up and I fired up the one copy I found of, uh, rich and famous from 1981. And, Oh, I've been going yeah. at this puzzle for a while. The, of the the sets. I saw something that you yeah. Rich and famous, uh, Candace Bergen, nineteen eighty one. Just some sort of maudlin non comedy about two women and their friends, and then not friends, and then rich and friends, and then rich and not friends. I don't. Ah. <laughs> I, I haven't watched the whole thing. I literally scanned through it just to find scenes where I go. Um, is this the set? Because um, they have an apartment building and kind of a hotel. Uh, I don't know what you call it, like a small party room or whatever. Uh, and then uh, a less fancy uh, apartment building. Um, anyways, they're all in inside sets. And okay. one of them, it was just this common wisdom. It's been on the internet movie database forever i think maybe it shows up in making ghostbusters but it's been this note that for the sedgwick uh hotel hallways not the entrance which is the biltmore the real biltmore but upstairs um was not on site it was on a soundstage and i 
believe it would have been part of the Warner lot. Yeah, it would have been on the Warner lot. Maybe. If it's the corridors of the Sedgwick, that they recreated that on the Warner lot, if I remember yeah. right. Because that's also where they were shooting. That's where they built the, the temple, um, the the rooftop. Yeah, so it makes sense. That, but anyways, the point was is that it the was Burbank just this Studios. throwaway yeah. bit of trivia that the 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 hallways from Rich and Famous were reused for the Sedgwick, and. I, two things. One, I was able to confirm it. And two, I figured out why I had so much trouble, which only led to a new mystery, uh, which was mm. I was finally able to find a scene where I could find, uh, I could match up the walls. It's quite obvious it's not the same layout. Um, and I think what it is is that they're just big chunks of wall that yeah just the flats that they, they've cobbled together or something or they 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 pull them apart and leave them like cuz i've seen that on lots and all that you have these walls that you leave mostly intact you just right. pull yeah. you know 12 foot sections of them apart and you know slide them in like the world's you know giant record collection and then you slot them out and you arrange them however you want and respackle the corners and do your own you know dressing and touching and all that but you're not building from scratch all over and yeah sure enough the the um Bits like uh, of uh, uh, in um, Rich and Famous had like a bit of wallpaper where the light fixtures are. Well, they changed the light fixtures and they painted over that, so it's a much more flat uh. one. Um, all this sort of thing. They changed the carpet, but oh, and the doors. The doors are much more different. But you look at the walls and you can see these, you know, little columny bits and these little flower flourishes on them and all that and the molding like these square right. element moldings and I was able I was like I found it perfect there's that and then in two different scenes because one was this hallway of this hotel and you could see it she opens the door to let her friend in you could see the hallway outside and they're like there it is there's the the, the molding in this panel here and then the other one is they're having this party I guess it's part of the same building, but it was dressed slightly different. And I'm looking at it going, ah, there's those two wall bits. Oh. They have these telltale flower uh, molding elements that are in there sort of thing. So I was like, perfect. And then in scanning around, I stopped on one scene with Ray. And, and I was like, well, what the hell is this then? So they come off the elevator. And then later on when Ray is going to take a shot at Slimer, there's a shot looking at him and you see behind him and this is where it gets really weird and then there's the one where he's lining up and it looks from behind him and he's aiming at Slimer that shot and you can see you can see he's standing at a T intersection of the hallway and for about his T intersection and I don't know 20 feet into the hall past Slimer the walls uh, and particularly the corner where he's standing are decorated different from the bits of the hallway that we're familiar with with uh, Egon, like when he's walking down right. scanning and right. the guy comes out and all that. That's So the bit with Egon scanning, I'm like, yeah, that's the bit I can see in Rich and Famous. But this other bit with Ray, it's all Rococo. It's got these weird little ornate paintings surrounded by that, you know, that filigree molding gilded gold. It's just, it's super fancy and ornate. I'm like, well, what the <laughs> hell is that? It's, and, and this is where it it's gets strange because then there's... There's the shot where it looks back at Ray and he's about ready to, like he turns it on and you know all that sort of thing. You can see more of that weird, super fancy hallway. 
but then a little further down past it, it's almost like it turns, like you can see the same doors again, but it doesn't look like it matches. It's almost like it's a production door or something like, or like, but so I think what we're staring at is a little bit of, cause that Rich and Famous was 1981. Ghostbusters was shot in 80, fall of 83, uh, all that and into early 84. So it's quite possible that some other movie slapped it up and did their own dressing on the T-intersection bit to shoot their scene. And it, it was just kind of left, right? And they went, depending on how quickly this shot is and all that, nobody's going to know. Yeah. What do you mean home video? Never heard of it, right? Like Blu-ray? What? Um, well, and that's that's common practice here in, in Hollywood. There's like stock sets. Like you can, uh, a yeah. bedroom set, a hotel hallway set. Uh, it's, yeah. it's possible that it's the same set that they created for Rich and Famous and then it just went into circulation and probably showed up in well, 20 TV yeah. shows in addition to Ghostbusters at the same time. So, yeah. Because, and this is what's the giveaway. That bit that it's, it's changed at the T intersection into this weird, highly ornate bit. And then it goes 20 feet down the hall before it then switches its its wall design to the one we're more familiar with, with Egon walking around. That's a dead giveaway that they didn't care about the rest of the hallway. What they were interested in was is shooting down the T-intersection. Yeah, they just want to and see again, him turn a corner. Yeah. It's been 35 years. We never batted an eyelash because now that we're staring at it, we're like, that is too entirely different interior designs. The But that... T intersection with the highly ornate T intersection shows up a couple times. Like when they step out into the hall off the elevator, that's kind of what that area is decorated by. But then the huh. it's 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 weird. So I'm now stuck with this thing of yay. I, my final <laughs> thought is yay. I confirmed the trivia. What oh, the man. hell is this other stuff? I know it's <laughs> so. and it's not quite as blatant and in your face as like the courthouse uh, courtroom scene from Ghostbusters Two, where you can literally be like, oh, that's that same post, that's that same fence, that the the same desk. Uh, yeah. Huh. Well, interesting. In, in that case, it's a courtroom is a courtroom is a courtroom. Great. Yeah, in this case, yeah, yeah a, a hallway is a hallway is a hallway, but. Yeah, it's... It but just, funny that the two I, frankly, hallways don't match each other either, that Ray's hallway and Egon's hallway, that that shows you that they were just sort of <laughs> putting that together. You know, the special effects guy yeah. said, we need lots of light for the Slimer puppet, uh, and so ah, just get a bunch of white flats and we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, whatever and, and, we and we, Yeah, and I mean, we're talking about, they threw that $30 million budget, they just pulled that out of their ear, hmm. and then went in, Boss was Films was hungry, so that kind of helped them get more bang for their buck but even then it's not like they were floating in cash because they didn't have a lot of time and they were pulling some cheap stunts here and there i would imagine that when they're also building which because we didn't isn't the uh, the the temple like still hollywood's largest oh yeah one of the largest into, i mean yeah one the, of the largest the burbank yeah. studio slash warner brothers studios it's still one of the biggest sets that they've built on that stage uh and it's yeah. the single biggest light draw they've ever had sort of thing like so a lot of and that was the rooftop temple where they were going to have their big climactic battle so obviously a lot of design time and work it went into that one and even then we know a those uh uh granite uh, obelisks really cheaply painted <laughs> like you're looking at them going alright and a couple of shots where you can see around the corner of the temple and there's like folding chairs and a folding right. table for production you're like so there was a lot of do it fast do it cheap and I think that's what it, like and I've, they're, again obviously the 
that nobody said spend the money to make a new I again I'm now curious where they got the hall for Dana's place but that is such a simple short hallway Art Deco they were then gonna very, nice. Yeah. Art, very nice I with her hallway off it and all that and you know we've seen there's uh, blueprints in the making Ghostbusters and all that I have a sneaking suspicion that's where they put their time and energy into building a bespoke hallway for themselves but for the 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 first you know hotel ghost bus they just went whatever right like what do you got and yeah then, or they may have thought they were going <coughs> to just shoot on location they were going to shoot at the actual built more and then realized oh those hallways are too narrow or we can't get enough light in there uh for for the effects yeah. or huh interesting or it's oh. it, or it's you know we're too expensive to try to keep it clear of people or whatever and they just found a quick and dirty solution and again just went it's going to blow by fast on the screen nobody's going to notice and we really didn't (laughs) yeah no idea well excellent uh deductive reasoning there uh good good note to to leave on so people can go take a look at the photos you've got photo evidence that you've posted uh, to social media so yeah check check that out it's that's my final final thought it's it's the first shot on site i've been able to do in two or three years that's been a while man yeah uh, Between myself and Paul Rudolph and uh, Alex uh, Newborn, yes. yeah, Alex Newborn. You guys are uh, uh, there's a bunch of us that have put sleuths. our brains. We yeah, there's not a lot of the movie left that we don't know <laughs> where the shots are coming from. But this was just if I could just figure out where that stupid audio file is coming from. <laughs> Barnes, the, you may be correct. The, the one that if Ivan so, we've was been like, heard. What audio? What are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, someday, please help us. Someday yeah. we'll get a hold it. of like the the sound mixer <laughs> or one of the engineers, and they'll be like, I, "We just pulled it off a TV that was running. We have no idea." <laughs> It'll be like the uh, the concan anecdote I had. Another ten years, and I'll be like channel surfing, and some movie will come on, and it's like, oh. well, Barnes, you may be right." <laughs> If so, we've been... And I'll be like, there it is! Maybe it'll happen when you're in Italy. That would be excellent. I would so love to be a fly on the wall for that, but... Do um, you want to hustle? Do you want to hustle? (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, happy trails, sir. Enjoy your uh, holiday. Um, We will keep everything uh, running in in tip-top shape while you're out of here. And, uh, yeah. Stay out out of the liquor cabinet while I'm away. I'll keep it to the bottom shelf. Don't you worry. And uh, yeah, man, we'll we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. But for everybody else out there, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you on the other side. Riverdale. Who you gonna call? We got Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, this could be one of my two favorite shows. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Cats. Weird.